When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Buffs Inside Zone. I'm voice of the bus, Mark Johnson, as we continue to introduce you to the new assistant coaches for Carl Durrell and the CU football program. Joining us today in the Inside Zone is Demetrius Martin, the cornerbacks coach for Carl Durrell and the Buffaloes. Demetrius, thanks for joining us here in the Inside Zone. You know, when you take a new job, there's always a transition. you got to learn a new city and a new staff and a new system and a new uh, program and all those things. But when you consider what's going on from a societal standpoint, this has got to be just a surreal transition for you, I would think. Oh, man, definitely. Uh, it is surreal. It's the perfect adjective for it, I mean, with all that's going on. I mean, we you come in, you're ready to get to work, you know, want to get around the guys and do ball and, you know, get prepared for this upcoming season, and then, bam, everybody here will sit back and take a seat and, you know, take care of, uh, I guess, the bigger picture. One of your fellow uh, brand-new assistant coaches when I was talking to him, he said, you know, uh, as rough as this is and as tough as it is and obviously as serious as it is around the country, being a new staff, it's given you guys a little bit of catch-up time, hasn't it, in terms of kind of getting yourselves together, making sure you're on the same page, understanding what the you know the, the, the parameters of the program are. So, so I guess maybe that's a little bit of a silver lining for you guys. Oh, definitely. Uh, trying to pride, pride myself and be around people that are not energy vampires, that is the perfect way to look at it. You figure in a new staff. <laughs> We could take this opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better, even though it has to be, you know, social distancing has to be kept kept in perspective. But uh, learning a scheme, learning the terminology, and that type of thing. So then that way, when we get in front of the in front of our athletes, we can uh, teach you with a lot more confidence and conviction of you know getting the things done right. So tell us how Demetrius Martin becomes a member of Carl Durrell's staff. I know that the coaching world is a small fraternity, and if you don't directly know somebody, you probably have a connection to him one way or the other. How did you end up on Carl's staff? 
Oh, wow. Well, like you said, with connections, with some of my travels being around, going around the Pac-12, I have to be, uh, was uh, coaching with the corners and the returners. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the year here, but when Coach Darrell was at uh, UCLA, I was at USC. Okay. Uh, obviously, we went against each other a couple times there, and then that second year, uh, they pulled off an upset when I think we were ranked number one in the nation and beat us 13-9. And, uh, uh, just after the game, I remember Coach Darrell coming up to me and saying, hey, man, you got those corners playing really well. Keep it up, you know, that type of thing. And that's just something that's always stuck. And, you know, just our years passed, and Coach Darrell went on his way. I went on my way, and then it just come back around full circle, you know, and it's crazy how the football world is small and things come back around like that. When Before you, you were contacted from Carl and, and about coming on the staff, Tell, tell me about your, your view of Colorado football. I know that there's a little bit of history, which I want to get into, in terms of you crossing paths, at least, with the Buffaloes back in the day. But what was your view of Colorado football and what this program is capable of from the outside looking in? Oh, well, well as soon as I got contacted by Coach Durrell, I was, I was fired up at the opportunity because I've always, I've always had a special spot in my heart for Colorado. And then just the view of the program itself is, I always say, it's a sleeping giant. Mm. Like, Hey man, that 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 was it was always one of the places that whenever we came to, as an opponent, I always got the guys ready. Hey man, the crowd is going to be rowdy. You got to get ready to go. It was always one of the top Pac-12 teams to play against when you when you were a away team, as far as the atmosphere and the crowd and with Ralphie running, you know, all that stuff gave me chill bumps as a as a coach. And you know, those are, and I always try to play through my players, so I would get them ready. Like, hey man, this. This this gonna be a knockdown, drag them out, knuckle dragger, fella. So get your get your chin straps tightened up and let's go. I got to go back and, and hear a little bit about the story about your recruitment. So you're coming out of the Pasadena area and uh, being recruited by a number of schools. You ended up going to Michigan State, but you had a recruiting trip to Boulder. And uh, do I have this right that the guys who were hosting you were Darian Hagen, Dion Figures, and Chad Brown? Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was. Uh, I had a teammate come up with me, uh, uh, Reggie Reeser. He ended up going to the University of Washington, but we all came up on a visit together. I was actually playing uh, option quarterback at the time in high school. Okay. Yeah, so coming out, coming out, I was an at, a quarterback slash athlete, and uh, so that's what brought the Darian Hagen part of the host to <laughs> uh, my uh, my my buddy was a defensive back, and so that's where Dion figures came in and a host and then Chad Brown was an alumni of our school and we actually our freshman year was Chad I think it was his senior year okay and, uh, at John Muir High School so he was leaving out when we were coming in so we were like his little brothers and then he shadowed upon our visit too so that's how we got all three of those guys and not you know us being young uh, wet behind the ears and not really knowing we didn't know how big of a deal those three guys were sure. until we got here. Until <laughs> we got here and got around them and things like that, then it changed. And then obviously a few years later, all those guys, you know, were doing magical things on and off the field. So it was a pretty big time. Now when we look about it, back at it, I brought it up to Hagen a couple of weeks ago when I first got hired. He was like, heck yeah, I remember that visit, man. We had so much fun. It was a basketball game. It was it was crazy. It was like, I think me and my buddy's first time ever seeing snow, you know, so it's kind of snow. So it was a big time visit for us. Uh, it always has a special place in my heart. 
Well, i got to give Darian a hard time now. Apparently he didn't do a very good job recruiting you, though. You went to Michigan State. <laughs> well, they gave me the opportunity to uh, play a different position there. Uh, I was listening to my dad. He was my champion coming out, obviously. <laughs> and uh, he was just like, well, if you want to get a chance to try to get a chance at the NFL, you are too short for quarterback. You know? <laughs> You're not going to run the option in the NFL. So you need to get that out of your head. So that kind of stuck with me, and I was like, well, Pops, you might be right because I haven't seen anybody run the option in the NFL back right. at that time. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So, well, and, and following Chad Brown, I'd have to think, boy, he was probably a big man on campus back in Muir High School in Pasadena, wasn't he? Oh yeah, very big time. Chad was an athlete that played a lot of different positions, and uh, he kind of took us under his wing when we got in there. I mean, it was a lot of a lot of big time athletes coming out. You know, uh, guys ahead of him. And so it was just like eye-opening. I mean, Chad was a guy that his way of taking us under his wing was making us go run the hill, and, and we better not lose to him. Because we didn't want to have the problems with, with him if he did let him beat us. So we used to run up the hill and beat him up the hill and all that kind of stuff. He would chase us up the hill, and then we would go run routes against him because we were smaller athletes. Guys, and he wanted to work on his coverage and stuff like that. So... We would go run the routes first team and things and such like that, and it was, it was all when he was home. It was every day. It was like a two a day every every day when he was home. Well, have you know this? He joins us in the broadcast booth quite a bit, and and he still picks on the the rest of us broadcast crew guys the same way. So, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, did you always know you wanted to be a coach? Well, um, I I didn't know until towards the end of my playing career when uh, I kept getting that from coaches that were actually coaching me. Huh. Um, just kind of just being like, hey, man, you, you're doing a real good job of helping us lead the group, and you're saying things to guys and making them understand it in their language. And that kind of just resonated towards the end of my career, and I was like, hey, man, I, you know, there's no other way that you can duplicate the intensity and the adrenaline flow of playing football the next best thing is coaching it. That's the closest you can get to that, to those feelings. And I just took to it like a fish to water when I got my first first knock in, at the high school level in coaching. You have spent time at USC, as you mentioned. You've been at Washington, UCLA, Arizona, and now Colorado. You've obviously got a great love for the for the Pac-12, being a West Coast guy. Uh, does this league get as enough respect, do you think, in college football? Not to me because I, I've been in this conference all along, and it, this conference is so, to me, is so even throughout throughout each and every Saturday or each and every game day. Yeah. Uh, uh, anybody anybody can beat you. I mean, because of familiarity with the league and stuff like that. That's why you don't really see, I don't know, as other conferences, such a long of a run of somebody just dominating the conference. Right. It's always, you know, you know, it, it's never really like other conferences where you got one, two, three teams, and those are going to be the guys, you know, every, every year in the Pac-12, is, you can get, your, you can get your, your butt handed to you. Yeah, I've always thought in, in, you, you judge a league by the bottom of the league, right? And, and because there, there, are, there are conferences that got two or three great teams at the top and the bottom's not very good. I don't think you can say that about the Pac-12. There is a, uh, a competitiveness and evenness about this league that I think – maybe sometimes takes down the national perspective of, of the kind of football we play out here, don't you think? Yeah, I totally agree. That's, that is 100% correct in my, in my eyes, yes, sir. Hmm. So you come into Colorado, 
Uh, you haven't had a chance to really get your hands in your guys. Do you, do you know what you're working with at this point in time? I mean, how, how do you kind of approach this thing of this from your position standpoint? Well, just, um, I, you know, it's still going to be all new to me. I, like I said, I'm missing, missing being able to be in spring ball and all that good stuff. But being around the guys for the short time that I have, being when they're doing their workouts and stuff like that, and then going against some of the guys, and then obviously knowing a few of them from the recruiting world, um, I think we got a. I think we got a good group. The group is young, is really young, and I think um, that's going to play towards an advantage as far as you know me coming in and being able to uh, give them some more tools to use out there. You know, just putting some more tools in their tool belt because uh, obviously um, you know they were young, so they went through some hard knocks. But then at the end of the season, you could tell from when they start to get confidence and things and such like that how much better they got, which is typical with all young DBs when you're out there because, as we all know, at that position, you're not going to be 100% successful all the time. You know, things things might not go your way. So you just got to be able to have a mental capacity to have a short memory and be able to bounce back from that. And I think we've got some guys that are along those lines. Demetrius, by reputation, you you are known and thought of as a recruiter uh, in college football, a guy that has uh, done a great job recruiting athletes wherever you've been. And as you well know, that's the lifeblood of a program. Do you like the fact that you've got a reputation like that? Well, I I love the reputation of being a a good recruiter because that just shows that, you know, hey, uh, you can can blend with with any any group of kids, you know, because not just defensive backs, there's D linemen, there's all kind of other positions that, you know, I like to try to get in on and recruit. But one thing about being a recruiter is um, you also got to coach those guys. Amen. You know, once, <laughs> once, you, once you get them in, once you get them there, um, it, now, now you got to coach them. So that's kind of like, you know, kind of a, uh, I don't know, an underlining thing that, you know, you kind of like, hey, well, I am recruiting some guys and bringing them in here, but, these guys are making all Pac-12 and, you know, getting a chance at the NFL and all that kind of stuff, not just because I recruited them and they came in like that. They had to get developed, too. So, sure. you know, just trying to work on on that part of it is also being a developer of, of you know, talent and getting guys, you know, to fulfill their dreams, whatever those dreams may be. I love it. Well, I can tell you what, uh, I know the Buff Nation is awful happy to have you on Carl Durrell's staff and uh, as a new coach for the Colorado Buffaloes. So we appreciate you being here. Well, that is a new cornerbacks coach for Carl Durrell in the CU football program, Demetrius Martin, or Coach Meat, as the players call him, or you can follow him on Twitter at Coach Meat. We continue to introduce you to some of the new staff members for Carl Durrell here on the Buffs Inside Zone. I'm Voice of the Bus, Mark Johnson. We'll talk to you next time.